cookie in the jar because you got me. You know, I'll see a bunch of people that weren't here last week, and I'm sorry for that because you would have got Vicky. Today you get me, so. Um, yeah, I'm not really used to this, so. Keenan asked me, he says, uh, actually we we're sitting around in prayer and Keenan's like, oh, put Mike up. I'm like, no, don't put Mike up. But I just want to be obedient, uh, so. Uh, uh, we'll start in a word of prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for your goodness, your mercies. We thank you mostly, Lord, that you are God. Lord, that you are in control, Father God, Lord, and that you know everything that happens, why it happens, even if we don't. And Heavenly Father, Lord, I just pray, Lord, today, Lord, that uh, the words out of my mouth, out of my heart would be pleasing to you, Father God, that they would be beneficial to the body. Um, Lord, that just your spirit would move and your spirit would work. And we just thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Like I said, I don't know, two, three weeks ago, Keenan said, put Mike up, let Mike talk. He's got something to say. And most of you know me, I really don't have anything to say. So, so the whole time, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't do this. I don't get up in front of people and talk. Luckily, I know you guys love me, and for those who are new, I apologize if it's your first time. Please come back, because it's way better than me. So, that being said, the whole time I'm thinking, well, what am I going to talk about? What, you know, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not a studier. I don't, I know things. I've been doing this. You know, I've been, I've raised up in the church, so I got a lot of stuff, and I've heard a lot of things, and I know a lot of things. Or I think I do. Um, so and I'd been thinking lately about how the church, like why we do church the way we do church. If you look at the church in Acts, you know, they kind of got together, they did things, you know, and it's morphed to, you know, we, it's a, a structure, it's a thing. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'll talk on that, maybe. So I kind of did a little, I'm not a studier, but I kind of read, and I did some studying. And then last night, yesterday and last night, that's not what you're talking about, Mike. There's something else I want you to talk about. I'm like, great. So now no studying. So, But it's also stuff I've talked to some people about and stuff, and it's kind of like, I guess, I don't have a message or a word, but because like, why bad things happen to, to Christians, us, believers? You know, why bad things happen to us? And we look throughout and we go through our lives, and some things... You know, we wonder, you know, wow, this happened and this happened. And my kind of question, my kind of thought was, well, why not? Why shouldn't bad things happen to us? I mean, we're walking in this earth, we're going along in life. Um, so why shouldn't bad things happen? It's just part of daily life. Bad things just happen. It doesn't matter if you're the, you know, the best person on earth and you do everything right. And, you know, you feed the poor and you give all your money away. You we're in a fallen world and bad things happen. Um, it doesn't matter if you're the worst person in the world and you look, oh, this guy's evil, and then, you know, bad things happen to them too. Um, you know, Matthew 5:45. you know, it, he's, the Lord's talking, it's like, you know, it rains on the just and the unjust. You know, when sin entered this world, 
God made this world that everything was perfect. Nobody had any problems. Everything was great. You know, you ate whatever you want. You did whatever you want. You never got fat. You never got tired. You never, bones never creaked when you got up. For us older people, we know that it is. It was just perfect. I mean, and we can't really even fathom how perfect it was because we were born into this world. So we go through, and my thoughts were like, you know, why? It, the Lord says it rains on the just and the unjust. So as a farmer, I do farming, I do hay, kind of, you know, that's what we do. So, so we like the rain because it helps our crops grow and it helps us get things. And I'm, the Lord calls me just because of saved through Christ. But you know what? The evil guys down the road who don't know Christ, who don't, you know, follow him, who have no idea of what he does or what he's done in my life or your lives or anything else, you know, he gets the same rain I get. I don't get anything more special rain because I'm a believer and I know that. So we, we, so we run and the Lord does that. And not only that, really, you know, the bad things that happen to us, some of them, are they really that bad? You know, we look and we want to go and we want to have a, things happen and we react in different ways, and which kind of dovetails into my layer of maturity, which is kind of where we're going to go with this. But some of the things that happen to us that we look that are so bad and that are so terrible, are they, are they really that bad? If you kind of look at some things that other people happen and other things that have happened, some of the things that happen to us that we think are so bad and so terrible and so life-threatening and changing, as we load and we go through and we look back on it, it's like, yeah, it really wasn't that. You know, at the time, oh my God, it was the end of the world. But which, which kind of goes into my my more talk is maturity, as we mature in Christ, as we, as, as we get older. You know, people most people think of maturity is an older thing. You know, as you get older, you get more mature. You know, well, our bodies kind of get more mature, I guess, as we get older. But, but some people, you, you look at some people that you know, and you're like, you know what? He's really not any more mature than he was. You know, you know I've known him a long time, and he's really not any more mature than he was, you know, then. So what you got to my thing, maturity isn't an age thing. It's really not. It's more of, a, and in Christ, maturity is a, a, of knowing him and of letting him, letting him grow and letting him things go through, which grows to some of the bad things that happen to us. James 1, 2, and 4 um, talks about uh, trials. The trials we have, some of the stuff bad happens to us are just kind of trials, it's just things we go through that mature us, that make us better. You know, and then in the words, that's, consider it joy when you go through these hardships. Consider it joy when bad things happen to you. You know, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face, and I lost it because I'm not that quick. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Or in some other translations, it's maturity, it's growth. So we go through these things. So, so whether it be the Lord put us through these things, because let's be honest, we don't think the way he thinks. And, and our ways are not his ways. 
So some of these things, you know, trials that, that grow to, for maturity. Some of these things are on, some of the things are just things that happen in life because you go through life. So some of the hard times you go through. So um, you know, growing some of the hard things. My daughter, one of my daughters, uh, Danielle. Some of you know her. She. Uh, when she was younger, she was working in Pennsylvania. She came home and uh, ran her car out of oil. Um, that's a thing, you know, that's a bad thing. She gets home, her car runs, she blew her car up. Well, I checked it a few days ago. I'm like, well, you know, anytime you leave on a trip, you need, that's something you need to check. But you know what? That was a bad thing that happened to her. You know what? She matured because now she knows she keeps an eye on her oil, so this doesn't happen again. So some things we learn, you know, we mature from some of the bad things that happen to us. We should anyway. If we're not, then there's something that we're doing. And, and then Psalms 119.67, you know, some of the afflictions. Before it draws us closer to the Lord, before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I obey your word. So some, some of the afflictions, you know, the Lord brings on us to kind of, like, uh, like parents with their children, to kind of bring us in line, you know. I'm tooling along great. I'm not really thinking of the Lord. I'm just living life and going along. I think of the Lord a little bit here and there. But, you know, my life's really good, so you kind of tend to not think so much about things like that when everything's going good. Well, then an affliction comes along, and there you go. I was doing really good, but man, all of a sudden, whatever happened really hard hit me. And now, you know, now I know either through sin or the affliction, now I know, you know, I obey your word now, kind of like the dinner with the oil. You know what? I was doing really good, and then all of a sudden this bad thing happened. Now that affliction happens on me. Now I'm kind of drawn, walking the narrow path. Because I know as I go along, the Lord's kind of with me. It's draw, it draws you back. It, it, the afflictions draw you back to the Lord, draw you back to doing what you know you should have been doing. You know, because we as Americans, kind of, it's with our families or, or anything, you know, we, we kind of tend to start taking things for granted because we really don't have it that bad. So we, you know, so something happens, a bad thing happens, a bad thing comes along, whether, you know, the Lord sends it, and he, and he will send it, the Lord will send bad things your way. He won't give you anything that you can't handle, but he will send things your way. Just like there's certain times we do things with our kids, you know, we kind of send things kids our way to kind of redirect them and bring them back. Or, you know, with some things with our kids, you know, as I told you and I told you, I'm just going to let you do what you want to do. Well, let's see how that works out for you. So some of the bad things that happen, it happens for our, you know, for our good. It brings us back to where, to, you know, to, to the Lord, to, to live in the right path, to doing things that we know we should have been doing anyway, but we kind of got lax on them because, you know, everything's going good. And then we have Romans 8.28. <clears throat> some maturity. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, and it will be called according to his purpose. 
So if you love the Lord and, and all these bad things that possibly happen to you, although they're tough and, and, and they're really not good and you really don't want to go through them, and you sit back and you look, or I do in my life anyway, I'm different than some most, you look back and I look back and some of the bad things that have happened, and no matter what has happened, no matter what is bad, it's always hindsight's 2020. You've always looked around and you've always, it's turned to things. And a lot of the things that at the time you think, oh my goodness, this is so terrible. This is never going to work out. It's the end of my life. Oh my goodness. It's, you look back and you're like, wow, you know what? If that hadn't happened, I probably wouldn't be here where I'm at now. The Lord, so I look, so even though this might have happened, not necessarily the Lord might not have happened, maybe it was just life. Maybe it was just I was on the path and something happened. I happened to be, which I believe the Lord directs everything. He, I don't think he's up there pulling pieces and pieces, but he designed systems and he designed the way things work. So when things happen and when things run, I look back and I can say, you know what? That really did work out for my good. Because I see I'm here, and if I hadn't been stayed on that path, and if this hadn't happened, if I hadn't, uh, whatever, if this thing hadn't happened to me, or this bad happened, or if somebody hadn't passed, or if somebody, you know, or if I hadn't got in this accident, or, you know, I'm going to terrible things. But there's little things that, it's, like I said at the time, we think are terrible. God really does use those things for the good. He might use it just for the fact that it happened to you so that somewhere down the road somebody else is going through that same thing and you can say, hey, yeah, it sucks, it's terrible. You might think it's the end of the world and that you're never going to be good. But I went through the same thing. So here, let me lean on me and let me help you through what this, because, you'll, because I've been there. So, Lord, it's just awesome the way he works things and the way he does things. And then a sign of maturity is Galatians 5, 23 which is the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, which is patience, which you used to always joke, don't ever pray for patience because... You know how you get patience, right? Yeah. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and against this thing there is no law. So that's the fruits of the Spirit. So as Christians, as we mature those things, and you can see you can see a lot of people who have been living their whole life through Christ, and so you wonder, like, eh, they should be mature, right? But they show none of these attributes. And then you see some younger ones who have one or two, three years in that are really have these attributes. So you wonder who's more mature. It's not the older guy who's been doing everything. If you're not living, if you're not, and granted, you are not going to hit all these things. Sorry. Strive, try, really do try to get this, but it's just not going to happen. Not on this side of heaven anyway. But you should be trying. It should be. If I look at Chris and I see Chris, I'm like, man, you know, he's really, sorry, Chris. He's really, you know, he's got this thing. I can see Chris is patient. Chris is, you know, has love, joy. And then one day I say, well, yeah, Chris isn't being so patient today. <laughs> that doesn't negate the fact that I know Chris's maturity because nine times out of, he's got most of them, but sometimes we struggle with little things. 
That doesn't mean I don't know Chris's heart. Chris is really striving to be patient. But Chris has got girls, so I know patience is a tough thing to get and to hold on to. So if you're not walking and you're not striving and trying to do these things in your heart, you're probably not going to do it in your daily lives. So to strive and to have those fruits is a true sign of maturity in Christ. And then Ephesians 4, 25 to 32 It talks about our character and our, and our maturity. Of Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. This is talking mostly in the church. And in your anger, do not sin and do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Vicky kind of talked about this uh, last week. Do not give the devil a foothold. Wow, that's more than I thought they were there. Anyway, anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, who must work, doing something useful with their own hands. That way they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful in building of others according to their needs, that is, may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. And you could teach a whole other sermons on a lot of that there, but that is kind of, that's the way of somebody who's mature, mature in Christ, kind of acts that way. You know, you put away the old things. You know, Paul you know, says, when I was young, I acted young. And was I older? You know, I put away childish things. We look as we grow in our children. We see them do childish things. And, and, then, and then we look as, you know, those of us who are parents, and we see our, our children mature. Well, we should be seeing ourselves mature, too. And, and, and he's talking to the church in Ephesians, you know, and, and and everybody wasn't born into church and supposedly has everything, you know. So he's talking to a lot of people there in Ephesians who weren't Jews. So a lot of the church in Ephesians didn't have the background that some, so they're basically new believers, they're new coming into the, the Christ. So they don't have the background of, you know, the Jewish, of the, the Old Testament, so they're learning this. And a lot of time back then, the way, they didn't read either. So they had to go by the word. When the church came together, it was whoever, you know, mostly the Jewish who were learned men and the older who had been converted. They were the ones telling these, you know, teaching, you know, the maturity and the level, and that's it. So this is showing, you know, as you mature, you do, Paul said, you, you put away your childish ways. When I was young, I, I, you know, I was, I did stupid things. I, I didn't think things through. I didn't. I didn't know that if I, you know, my reactions and my actions were this, that my, the reaction was going to be, the consequences were going to be this. So as we get older, we realize that, you know what, sometimes these actions aren't worth the consequences or the price I got to pay. One of, as older I think, you know, the older I get and the more things go along, and 
and things happen. Somebody says, well, you want to do this? I'm like, well, let's see. If I do this, it's going to take this. It's going to take this time. It's going to take this. And what am I going to get out of it? I don't want to do that. I'm a little bit more mature now. I know that this 30 seconds of fun is going to impact the rest of my day or the rest of whatever, and it's just not worth the headache to do this for the enjoyment that I'm going to get. There's a maturity you learn and you grow and you do things. There comes a maturity as you grow in Christ and you, and you grow in, in these things that you did that you don't do anymore and that you grow and that you learn And you, and, you, and you look, help me here, as you go along, as you grow in Christ, as you read his word, as you, as you strive to do these things in the word, the things that it says, the, the fruit of the spirit, as you mature, as you, hopefully we're all maturing and, and, we, and as we grow, you learn, you learn things and things don't quite affect you is the way they did when you were younger. The things that happen, the bad things that happen, the, 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 the trials, the tribulations, as you're maturing, you can look back and you can say, you know what, if this would have happened X amount of years ago, if this would have happened before I knew Christ, my reaction and my, the things that I would have done would have been totally different than I do now. And in closing, I'm, I'm, I kind of look at maturing and, and, and children. You know, the word says, you know, to, to the Lord, you know, to be like a little child. Come to the Lord with faith as a little child. Well, you think, well, coming to the faith as a little child, that's kind of not mature, right? You know, little children, they're not mature. They don't, they just do things on the whims. But it says, yet come to Christ. Well, I would argue and I would say that that's, if as you're older and as you mature in Christ and you look back and you learn and you read, you find that, you know what, this is really what I need to do to look at my father to be as a child in Christ. Because now I've went through life, I've went through some things, I've, I've, I've learned some things, and I see that being mature gives me the ability to trust in what my father says. Amen. How many of us look back or have teenagers or whatever and they're 18, they're 70, they know everything. Eight, I knew everything. 18, and there, you couldn't tell me nothing. I knew everything. And then as I get older, you know, your parents tell you, oh, don't do this. I'm telling you. I'm telling you don't do that. I've been there. But go ahead. Oh, no, I know, Dad. I, you know, out of all the, you know, universe in the world, of all the things that have happened, to of all the people, parents growing up, I'm going to be the one that's not going to happen to. <laughs> right? That's, as I get older, how many people, as we get older, they say, you know what, when my dad or my mom told me that, yeah, they kind of knew what they were talking about. I hear myself telling my son and my daughters the same things my dad told me. Uh, where did that come from? <laughs> my, back then, my dad was old. He didn't know nothing. He was old, but he was mature. And That to say, as we mature, I think 
we should, in my opinion, uh, maybe I'm right, maybe I'm not, I don't know. But as we mature, we look back and we, and we, so we learn, we're learned, we know things, we know things that are going to happen. And as we grow in Christ, we have the maturity to know that, you know what, I can be as a child, I can take my father's word, I can trust that my father has my betterest in heart. And it makes it a whole lot easier to go through life and to go through things. And when those bad things happen, and I know I love my father, and the word says, he'll make things work to my good. Now, that being said, just remember, he doesn't think like we think. Our ways are not his ways. They are so much higher. They are so much greater. And an act of maturity is to know when the God of the universe says something, or the God of the universe does something, we need to be mature enough to realize, and maybe we need to study it, maybe we need to ask him more, maybe we need to talk to him more. He may never tell you why, he may never tell you what this happened or why this happened, but we need to be mature enough to realize he's got our best sisters at heart. And he knows what's happened and he knows what's best for us. And he will work the things good for those that love him. So I would say to love him. And that's kind of all I got. So hopefully that helped you.